Greatest band in the world, Aerosmith. And it's Friday night, 6 p.m., and you're tuned in to Louie Live, and I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live. So, a lot of things have been going on since we were here last week. Some things never change, though. Seems like I just read this article a week or two ago, and I've read it in the past. And here it is again. What's being done to stop the robocalls plaguing Vermonters and everybody else on this planet? Because you know it's just not Vermont. It's all over the United States, all over the world. Many people are plagued by robocalls, and for some, the frustrating calls come all day long. And so what's the state of Vermont doing to help stop them? Let me tell you, folks, absolutely nothing. I've read it here before I'm going to read it here again and I'm going to ask you the same as I did in the past and I'm going to ask it again in the future what has Vermont done to help stop robocalls nothing because that's what politicians do in Vermont folks nothing all they focus on is legalizing marijuana 
and raising taxes. That carbon tax is a new one just won't go away. They just keep bringing it to the table. They want to raise the price of gasoline, home heating fuels, basically any type of fossil fuels, approximately a dollar a gallon. A lot of people can't afford to eat, can't afford their medicines. These guys, they must be all born with a golden spoon in their mouth because it doesn't affect them if they raise gasoline a dollar a gallon. You know, folks, what you don't realize is a lot of these politicians, they drive around in vehicles provided for them by the taxpayers like me and you, the folks that actually do work for a living. And we also provide the tax registration and insurance for them vehicles. We also provide the gasoline and the maintenance. And they don't care if you raise the price of gasoline $10 a gallon because it doesn't affect them. You ever notice how a lot of politicians are wealthy? They don't live on minimum wage. They don't live on fixed incomes like a lot of retirees do. They just don't care. And then they try to tell you that raising gasoline the dollar a gallon or so is for your own good because we're trying to eliminate fossil fuels. We're trying to go electric. They want to take away all the airplanes, the trains, automobiles, motorcycles, anything that runs on fossil fuels. Well, you know, folks, they're coming out with electric vehicles. They have their issues. Every time I turn on the news, there's a Tesla on fire somewhere. One burnt just last week or so, right out on Lake Champlain. Burnt to a crisp. But what a lot of people don't realize is, you plug in that Tesla and these other electric vehicles, charge up the batteries, and how is that electricity produced? Mostly through coal, or like in Vermont, they cut down a lot of the trees to produce electricity. Seems a shame to cut down perfectly good trees just to create electricity so you can drive around in an electric vehicle. You know, they claim that a lot of diesel vehicles nowadays are cleaner than electric vehicles. I don't know how that's possible because a lot of diesel engines that I've smelt stink to high heaven. And I've read an article on here in the past saying that 38,000 people last year died from the results of diesel fumes. So I guess it's whoever's paying for the surveys, like always, isn't it? Whoever's paying for the surveys. Back to these robocalls. It's like a bad penny. You throw it away and it comes back to you. Billions and billions of robocalls a year. I get them up to like 9 o'clock at night. Get them on weekends. Don't really get them on my cell phone at all. Knock on wood, right? My wife gets plenty on hers. Imagine the money that it costs 
just billions of dollars in unwanted calls. I was saying, I think it was here last week or the week before, we went out and purchased a new phone, a new landline. And now, when somebody calls, I can enter that phone number, and bang, they're blocked. It's kind of a pain in the butt, you know, to have to enter those calls all the time, but that's what it takes, and so be it. And like I explained also, we can't get rid of our landline because it's part of the bundle. So we have our cell phones, we have our internet, we have our television, all in a bundle. And if you try to get rid of the landline, then your bill will go up. They got you coming or going, folks, coming or going. So we'll move on to the next article. And what do we got going on in the state of Vermont? The Senate committee refines single-use plastic ban. They want to dispose of a lot of items that are plastic, plugging up the landfills, getting into the waterways, polluting Mother Earth. And it says, a Vermont Senate committee is scaling back a proposal to ban certain plastic products. The Senate Natural Resources Committee is considering legislation to ban the use of single-use plastic bags and straws, along with polystyrene food and drink containers commonly used at food establishments. Well, one way to eliminate that, folks, is to not be so lazy, right? You can stay home and cook your meals like we used to in the old days. Not everybody has to go out and eat at fast food restaurants or regular restaurants. Stay home. Cook your own cheeseburger. It's not that hard. A lot of people don't like to wash dishes. Some people will let those dishes sit in the sink all night and all the next day till somebody gets around to emptying the dishwasher. We never had any dishwashers in my day. Us kids were the dishwashers. And that's the way it should be today. Show your kids how to wash dishes. When in our house is, somebody cooks, somebody cleans. You know, we wash the dishes, the other one dries them and puts them away. Right after dinner, not two or three hours later, not the next day, right after dinner. It's a little form of exercise. Get you a couple steps walking around the kitchen on your Fitbit, right? Wash the dishes, dry them, put them away. Take a walk around the neighborhood. It's all good. So that's one tip from your Uncle Louie right here. You want to eliminate some of those plastic containers from the fast food joints? Start cooking more at home. But the chairman right here, Chris Bay, says the bag ban, if passed, will take effect July 2020, next year. But instead of banning straws, the law will require customers to request a straw if they want one. A lot of people don't want to drink out of a glass in a restaurant because... Myself, personally, I don't really want to put my lips on the same glass that 50 million other people did before me. I would rather drink out of a straw. 
says right here, it says that, uh, meanwhile, Bray says the panel will stop the ban on polystyrene and look to create a study committee. Why do you got to do that? It's just prolonging it, right? You're still putting out that polystyrene, still polluting Mother Earth, right? So Senator Corey Parent says the committee heard testimony that the polystyrene ban was arbitrary. A red Solo cup and a coffee cup you get at Dunkin' Donuts are the same plastic, it says, except one is filled with 95% air, which is the Dunkin' Donuts cup. The other one, entirely plastic. And you're using more plastic raw material to make the red Solo cup, it says, which wouldn't have been banned versus that coffee cup, says Senator Cory Parent, Republican of Franklin County. Similar bans on plastic are being contemplated in the Vermont House. Another solution, folks, do what I do. You get yourself a stainless steel insulated glass, right, with a lid on it. You put your coffee in there. You take it with you. You just eliminated one cup from going into the landfill. You can go into places and refill your coffee. A lot of them have programs like that. Bring your cup in. Refill it. Just saved yourself another cup from going in the landfill. I don't know why people that sit on all these committees don't think about this stuff. I just don't know, folks. Maybe it's time to go to another song. another oldie but a goodie this is by Avenge Sevenfold and it's called Almost Easy
All right, that was Avenged Sevenfold with a song called Almost Easy. So, you're sitting there thinking, okay, Louie, a lot of stuff going on in the political world. You're going to start talking about that, or are we going to have to wait for about an hour before you go into the second half of the show? Well, like I say, folks, I come here every week with about two dozen articles to read that we've all seen on the news or throughout social media. There's times when last week, for instance, I read about seven articles out of a couple dozen. I think I broke a record there. But the week before, I only read one article that I brought here. It was just strictly all politics, pretty much. The first article was kind of political, and then we just went right there into a blur blew off two hours because I tell you folks when you're sitting in the studio like this time goes by in a blur a lot of people I tell them come on down to the station we're on Flint Avenue we're a non-profit organization and we can show you how to run all this equipment put your ideas in front of the programming committee which I'm on and I'm also the representative of the programming committee and a couple others. But if you have something that's kind of different, because we're looking for something different, because we've been on the air for about two or so years now, about two years, maybe a little over, but we've got about 41 shows on the air, and we've got another 11 or so coming on board at the end of the month when everybody's done training. So there's a lot of versatility down here. So, I encourage everybody, come on down if you want. You can sit in a chair and just observe. You can shadow the show. Or we can put a mic in front of you. I've had people on here, musicians, they come down and they play their instruments and their songs. Music that they've written themselves a lot of times. Or they do cover music. A lot of very talented people. It's a good time, and plus you're learning things. And plus, it gives you a sense of purpose like myself on Friday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. I know that I'm coming here, I'm gonna do a two hour show, then I'm going home to eat Chinese food because that's like become the ritual. A lot of times it's in that polypropene, styrene, plastic straws, Stuff that's going to kill Mother Earth if we don't start recycling it more. One thing, folks, is when the city of Burlington started recycling, in a lot of places they pay you for your recycling. But the city of Burlington, they charge you. Isn't that nice? They charge you to pick up your recycling, and then they sell it and they make money off you. And like I've said about a hundred zillion times, you can go to any town hall, get a copy of the budget. You see every single department, police department, fire department, street department. They all spend over 90% of their budgets on their own salaries and benefits, leaving no money for the infrastructure, no money for fire trucks, ambulances. If they do need an ambulance, they've got to have like a five-year bond to raise your property taxes. 
You can't run a business by spending over 90% of your budget on your own salaries and benefits because you won't be in business long. And that's why a lot of these cities and states are in the red and they're all going bankrupt. Should be against the law. But like I was saying, the city of Burlington, when they started recycling, they used to collect green glass. But then I saw on the news one night that the price of green glass had gone down on a stock market. So the city of Burlington came out with a notice and said, we're no longer accepting green glass as a recyclable. Throw it in the garbage. Well, you know, folks, whatever happened to saving Mother Earth? Is it all a lie? Is it all a lie to get you to recycle? So the city and the state can sell it? They can charge you for picking up your recycling? And then they can turn around and sell it? And then the price of the stock goes up? And then if the price of the stock goes down, like it did on green glass, they tell you, Oh, we're not going to pick it up anymore as a recyclable. Just throw it in the dump. Bang. What an insult, folks. What a slap in the face. The government lying to you the whole time. All these, like, do-gooder non-profit, supposedly. Non-profit, right? That's another story. All these organizations telling you you should feel bad because you're not recycling that green glass. Shame on you. How dare you? You're killing the planet. You're leaving no legacy from your children, your grandchildren, because the planet's going to end in 12 years. That's what the Democrats are pushing now with their new Green Deal. The planet's going to end in 12 years. All right, well, if that's the case, why are we recycling? Why? Why do I have to buy an electric car? Why don't I just go out and buy a great big gas-guzzling 1962 Cadillac or something? Planet's going to end in 12 years? That's what you're saying. That's another insult, folks. The planet is not going to end in 12 years. Bet my life on it. Just like when Jimmy Carter was the president of the United States. He used to pull the same shenanigans on the people. He used to sit there on television in a sweater. This is a guy from Georgia, peanut farmer, where it's hot, humid. He'd come on TV, sit there with a sweater on telling people, we're gonna run out of fossil fuels by the year 2000, he said. Honest to God, folks, it's in the history books. You can look it up. I'm not making this stuff up. Can't even begin to make this stuff up. Jimmy Carter, the president at the time, would sit on television in his sweater, looking like he was cold, telling you to turn your thermostats down to like 66 or 68 degrees. Conserve fossil fuels because he said we were going to be out of fossil fuels by the year 2000. Well, folks, it's the year 2019, and the United States of America is the largest 
oil producer in the world. In the world. Obama did everything he could to halt oil production. He did everything he could to ruin this country. And here we go, folks. We're getting right into the political stuff. I wasn't going to do it. I was going to hold off. I might hold back still. It's still early. It's only 6.29. Plenty of time. But like I said, you can't believe anything politicians tell you. You can't believe anything the media tells you. Because they are the evil media. They sat right there all these years and Jimmy Carter was the president telling us that we would be out of fossil fuels by the year 2000. Big fat lie. And now here we are in the year 2019 and these people like Alexandria Cortez, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. There's over a hundred political Democrats in Washington, D.C. that have signed on to this Green Deal saying that the planet Earth is going to end in 12 years and in order to save her, we have to eliminate anything driven by fossil fuels such as automobiles, which we could someday. We do have electric vehicles. But going to be a long ways down the road, folks, before you eliminate all of them. It's going to be way past 12 years. Trains? Well, I'm not really aware of many electric trains. I mean, they have monorails and stuff like at Disney World in Florida, which runs on electricity. But I don't know of any Amtraks that are electric. They had the bullet train in California. They've been working for decades to get it completed. And they've spent billions of dollars. This should be the number one focus. This is a bullet plane. It can get you to point A to point Z in no time at all. Much more efficient than automobiles. But they gave up on it. Last week when I was sitting here, I read the article saying the governor of California and the politicians gave up on the bullet train. That's it. It's done. Going to put it in mothballs. Just like the shuttle program, which Obama put into shuttle, you know. That really bothers me a lot is the shuttle program. They had like 49 space shuttles. All perfectly good. Could have used those for decades, probably. A lot of them never even went up into space. We used the same ones over and over. From what I've read, they had 49 of them. Put them all right in museums. You know, it was a point of that. Now we have basically no space program. If our astronauts want to get up into space, we got to go hitch a ride with the evil Russians, according to the Democrats. That's what gets me. How is it... Obama was caught on a hot mic speaking with a Russian telling him that after 
the election, he'd be able to help the Russians out a lot more, not knowing that his mic was hot. And that was okay. No collusion there, folks. Nothing to see. Move on. Then you've got bank fraud Bernie Sanders. Now, when he was the mayor of Burlington, Vermont, about 40 years ago, he married his wife, Jane. And they went to Russia on their honeymoon. I didn't think you were even allowed to go to Russia in those days. But somehow, he pulled some strings and he went to Russia. And he comes back and he's saying how great Russia is and how great socialism is. And then he refers it to, you know, over in Cuba and how great socialism is working over there. And then if that's not all, as he's mayor of Burlington, Vermont, him and his city council of friends, they created all of these sister cities throughout the USSR. All these people that were friends of Bernie Sanders throughout the years he was the mayor, they traveled to Russia. God only knows what they did over there because we saw one video on YouTube where Bernie's sitting at a table with a bunch of people and they look like they're all naked. I don't know if they're all stoned out of their minds or I don't know if they're all into this free love, Russia, United States thing going on. Don't even want to know. Bernie's the guy that was writing these papers about a woman being sexually gang-raped. You know, she's fantasizing about this while she's making love to her husband or something. I mean, how sick and demented is that, right? Most people that think those things, folks, they end up in jail. But being a politician, you got the ability to pull a lot of strings, get things swept under the rug, so maybe things did occur to that situation, but never got sent to jail for it. Just never know. Don't really want to know. You just move on, right? But Bernie should be investigated for Russian collusion. Because like I said, about 40 years ago, him and his wife, Jean, went to Russia on a honeymoon. If that isn't Russian collusion, I don't know what is. As the mayor of Burlington, he created all these sister cities throughout the USSR. Why? I don't know. If that was a Republican, the words coming out of Bernie's mouth would probably be like, well, you know, he's a Republican and he was over there in the USSR laundering money. And if anything happened, he would just go there and never come back. And Russia would not exile him back to the United States. They would not extradite him. No way. But that would be the opinion of a Democrat if a Republican mayor had gone to Russia on his honeymoon and created numerous sister cities throughout the USSR. So, that's definitely an investigation worth looking into. And then you've got the incident with Obama speaking with a Russian and he didn't know his microphone was on. But then you have President Donald Trump who was running for president spending mostly his own money. Now, from what we know, 
Obama and his administration had weaponized the FBI and the CIA. And they wiretapped Trump Towers, where Donald Trump lived. And Donald Trump came on the news and he said that he suspected that Trump Towers was wired. And I'm sure he would know better than anybody because the guy's worth approximately $10 billion or so. So he does have the capability of hiring people or having him on his payroll to check Trump Towers to see if it was wiretapped or not. I'm sure he did. Because like I said, you saw Donald Trump inviting all of these people to Trump Towers. I don't care who it was. Actors, celebrities, musicians, politicians. Everybody was going to Trump Towers and they were meeting with Donald Trump. And I'll bet you Trump Towers was wiretapped by Obama and his administration. But also, Trump and his people were recording everything to use maybe as blackmail down the road because those things happen in the business world and especially in the political world. I don't think Trump is a dumb man. But like I say, the Mueller investigation, so they're saying, was going to be submitted to the DOJ and the Attorney General this week. And a lot of people want transparency. I myself want transparency because I would love to see everything that Mueller was looking at and his crew of lawyers that most of them used to work for Bill and Hillary Clinton. Go figure, right? I like to see what they're looking at. Supposedly, they researched over one million documents in over two years' time. And they have absolutely nothing because, folks, if they did have anything, and I mean absolutely anything, and they would go to hell to get it from the hands of the devil himself to bring it back here and impeach Donald Trump. There's nobody out there that would deny that at all. But I would like to see what Mueller and his crew have been looking at for over two years. I would like to see it. Something that they've been wasted approximately $30 million on, they said, with this investigation, which President Trump calls a witch hunt. And it surely is because... If they had anything, they would have impeached President Trump from day one. Now Nancy Pelosi is talking about not impeaching President Trump, regardless because she says exactly her words verbatim, he's just not worth it. Well, something changed her opinion, folks. Because the White House... Investigation Committee, Devin Nunes, Trey Gowdy, and those guys, 
they've been gathering information themselves because as they say they've been requesting information and a lot of times they've been receiving no information and they're very frustrated I think the tables are getting ready to turn folks because we have a new attorney general Mr. Barr if he's a decent man he'll open an investigation on the phony dossier like I've said from day one that's where you have to go back and start. You have to reopen the Hillary investigation. You have to investigate this phony dossier, which they all knew was phony. None of them even bothered to research any of the information in it. They all knew it was paid for by Hillary Clinton. The committee was put together by Mueller, and he hired most of the people who used to work for Hillary Clinton. Is that something right there? I can't even believe it, folks. You know, our founding fathers would march every one of them out onto the lawn of the White House and hang them right by their necks. They would even give them the choice of a bullet. They wouldn't even waste a bullet on these treasonous. Oh, I tell you. I think we're going to take a break here. But like Devin Nunes says, after they read the Mueller report and they know there's nothing in it, that's when the other shoe's going to drop. And they've got about a dozen or so people that they're handing indictments out on within the next two or three weeks, they said. And a couple of them are going to go towards the uh, authors of the phony dossier, such as like Mr. Steele, right, and his partner. They're going to be brought in front of uh, Congress and the special committee. they got some answering to do. We've got evidence now saying that Obama gave the DOJ the word to stand down on arresting Hillary Clinton. Bill Clinton went on to the plane of Loretta Lynch, who was the DOJ at the time. And they were on air discussing something. They kicked everybody off of the plane except for Bill Clinton and Loretta Lynch, who was the DOJ. Supposedly, they said they were talking about their grandparents. I mean, their grandchildren. Amazing, huh? Maybe Bill offered her a lot of money. Because one thing, folks, people don't discuss is that the island of Hades has gold mines on it. And somehow... Hillary Clinton's brother is in charge of the gold mines on the island of Hades. Nobody questions it. Nobody asks how much money they're pulling out of those gold mines. Nobody's asking where that money's going to. You know, Bill Clinton could have walked right on the jet of Loretta Lynch, the DOJ, that was getting ready to throw the book at Hillary Clinton and prosecute her, right? Then all of a sudden, her tune changed. So, you know that Bill Clinton went on her plane and offered her money. Or maybe he threatened her life. But I would like to know. And this needs to be investigated along with a lot of other things. And if this new attorney general, Mr. Barr, is halfway decent man and he believes in the law of the land and the Constitution, 
if he believes in restoring the faith of the people of this country in Washington, D.C., he's going to have to start this investigation over back from the phony dossier. Some people are going to have to be prosecuted, folks. Because one thing we've never done is investigated the Democrat side of the story. Which, regardless of who you are, you see that as unjust and unfair. How can you just investigate the Republican side? These people come right out. These new congressmen, this Miss Taheeb. The first words out of her mouth is referring to President Trump saying, we're going to impeach this mother effer. Wow. If our founding fathers were here and heard her say that, <laughs> they'd take her out on the lawn of the White House and hang her in about a matter of minutes for high treason. I don't care who you are. You have to agree that that is high treason. So right now we're going to kick over to a song by Deep Purple called Perfect Strangers. Once again, you're tuned into Dewey Live, and I'm host Louie, and I hope you're enjoying the show so far. So you might want to crank this one up.
All right, and that was Deep Purple with a song called Perfect Strangers. Back in the good old days in the 70s when they made rock and roll music. They don't have much music nowadays. That Linkin Park, which was a really good band. And Audio Slave, which is another really good band. Probably over the last 10 years came out or so. But, you know, sad thing. Chris Cornell of uh, the Auto Slave hung himself and committed suicide. Then Chester Bennington, the lead singer of Linkin Park, was one of his best friends. I guess he couldn't really deal with the loss, so hung himself and committed suicide all within like about six months or so apart. How sad is that, folks? Hopefully God let him into heaven and they're playing some good music up there, but other than Linkin Park and Audio Slave, there hasn't really been many good bands out since the 70s. Everything came out was like synthesizers and the old-fashioned rock and roll, basically the drums, lead guitar, bass guitar, lead singer, maybe some backup singers. That's how they used to make it, folks. Like the Rolling Stones, one of the simplest bands in the world. But they've been around forever. So where do we go from there? Try to get away from politics for a little bit. We'll switch over to uh, Empire actor Jesse Smollett. Remember him? Pleads not guilty to lying about an attack. So he pleaded not guilty this past Thursday to charges accusing him of lying to the police about being the victim of a racist and homophobic attack in downtown Chicago a few weeks ago. Well, they're calling it racist because he's black and homophobic, but he's gay. But the real points that he was stressing at the time, folks, that it was two white guys wearing Make America Great Again hats. So this guy is a, a race and a hate baiter, right? Terrible. Somebody would do something like that. A lot of people aren't racist anymore, and they're not homophobics anymore. You could look at Barack Obama, for example, first black president. He was in there for two terms. Would the country be racist if he had a black president for two terms? You know, even Martin Luther King folks said, we have to stop recognizing people from where they come from or what color they are or what religion and whatnot. Even on the Wizard of Oz, Glenda the Good Witch, she asked Dorothy when she first landed. She said, are you a good witch or a bad witch? That's basically it, folks. There's two kinds of people, good ones and bad ones. Martin Luther King recognized it. Glenda the Good Witch from the Land of Oz recognized it. And here we are in the 21st century and you still got people like this guy 
trying to incite hatred and riots, telling people that these people that attacked him were racist and homophobic in downtown Chicago. Chicago's a melting pot of people, just like New York City folks. But what he was really pushing was that it was two white guys wearing Make America Great hats again, right? That's just terrible. Basically aimed at Republicans, I'm saying, and conservatives, because everybody knows that mostly conservatives and white people and Republicans all voted for Donald Trump. Well, that's another lie that the Democrats are pumping out there, folks. Another lie. The Democrats have always been pushed into office by the black vote. Everybody knows it. I don't know why black people vote for Democrats. You know, they're the founders of the KKK. Even David Duke to this very day supports most of the Democrats Alexandria Cortez and them Ihan Omar from Minnesota freshman congressman Tahib David Duke supports them all anyone asking them to denounce David Duke like they did President Trump? David Duke never really supported Donald Trump. Somebody threw that out there. So people would hate Donald Trump because they thought he was affiliated with the Ku Klux Klan. And everybody knows that Hillary Clinton always claimed that Senator Robert Byrd of North Carolina, who was actually the head of the KKK, right? This guy was a congressman for decades. Head of the KKK. And Hillary Rodham Clinton always claimed him to be her mentor. But no one's asking her to denounce David Duke or these three new congresswomen. One's a Hispanic. The other two are Muslims. No one's asking them to denounce him. I'm sure the KKK is throwing them a lot of financial support too. But this empire actor, Jesse Millett, now he's pleading guilty. I don't know where people get off getting caught on videotape, faking an attack. The two guys. So we will now start the second half of my two hour podcast, which possibly by this evening you'll be able to go to uh, numerous places on the internet and listen to it. And we're getting a little better at it every week. But like I was saying, back to this Jesse Millett. He was in court the other day. 
and he left the courthouse without speaking to reporters, and he was charged with 16 counts of disorderly conduct. Plus, he was also sending packages through the United States Postal System, envelopes of powder, which everybody originally thought was probably anthrax or something deadly. And that's a federal offense right there, folks. They said he did it all because he was unhappy about his salary and he wanted to drum up publicity to help his career. Well, maybe so, folks. But he could have done it in many other ways. He didn't have to hire two guys that were actually on his show. Paid them thousands of dollars to attack him. And then he had a little scratch under his eye and they said that that was self-afflicted. So these guys didn't actually do anything to him. Did it all to himself. And I hope they throw the book at him. Because when you go out and try to incite hatred through homophobia and racism and the fact that He's trying to make people think that white people and Republicans and conservatives that voted for Donald Trump, and you know, they were Trump supporters because they were white guys, he said, wearing Make America Great hats. Total lie. That's one good thing about having all these cameras all over the place nowadays, folks, because they got it all on camera. I hope they throw the book at him. So, with that, we'll move on. It says right here. Another guy that's not right in the head. This guy says lawyers for New York murder suspects seek mental fitness evaluation. And it says the lawyers for a New York man accused of killing his grandmother want his mental health evaluated. Well, I think we already know, folks. He's mental because he killed his grandmother. You know, who the heck does that? Most kids love their grandmothers. They have a special bond with their grandparents. You know, most of the time, they're the people that buy you everything that your parents don't want to buy you called being spoiled folks and I got grandkids and we do it ourselves I'm guilty my wife's definitely guilty it's a good thing as long as you don't go over the top but it says here the 73 year old woman was found dead in her home in Beekman town last November she had been stabbed with a kitchen knife it's a horrible way to go isn't it for a 73 year old woman please say Sugundo Clark killed her during an argument and then fled in her car. His lawyers have now filed a motion for a psychiatric evaluation to determine if he is mentally fit to stand trial. Well, regardless of if he is or not, personally, I believe in the old biblical saying, an eye for an eye. So he killed her. Maybe they should return the favor to him. 
So this other article here says, Vermont reminding VW owners to make claims by March 14th. And this has been going on forever too, folks. This is about emissions. This is about thinking you're doing a good thing by buying a car that gets like 40 to 50 miles a gallon, which they don't. Not fossil fuels, not hybrids. I've owned two hybrids myself. Never once did I ever see that gauge say, you're averaging 40 miles per gallon. Never, not in all the years, had two hybrid vehicles. No, I'd get something like, you're averaging 34 miles per gallon. That was on a long trip, but never 40. So it says Vermont Attorney General T.J. Donovan is reminding Vermonters eligible for payment as part of the VW diesel emissions case that their claims must be postmarked no later than Thursday, which I'm assuming was yesterday. The Vermont settlement covered certain VW, Audi, and Porsche vehicles sold or leased in the state from the model years 2009 to 2016. That's how long that lie has been going on, folks. Seven years. VW has admitted rigging diesel emissions, technology to trigger certain pollution results only during testing, not during regular use. The company has paid billions of dollars in fines and penalties, and one senior manager was sentenced to seven years in prison. I remember it well, folks. They were saying that these VWs were getting 50 miles per gallon. And if you have a lick of common sense in your head, you're saying to yourself, this isn't a hybrid. How could it get 50 miles per gallon? It's not possible. Doesn't even make sense to tell the public that these vehicles are getting 50 miles per gallon. They're not a hybrid. You know, how can people even go to buy one of these vehicles? You're an adult. You got a good head on your shoulders. You know this vehicle's not a hybrid. So how's it gonna get 50 miles per gallon? And then later on, several years down the road, you act like you're amazed. Oh my God. You mean I wasn't getting 50 miles per gallon? Well, you can figure it out yourself, folks. You got like a 20-gallon gas tank. You know, you're putting 500 miles on per gas tank. Is that 50 miles per gallon? Not even close. Most possibly worse miles than you were getting with the last car that you just traded in for it. That's the thing. Everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. Oh my God, everybody's getting a Tesla. You know, never mind that uh, they cost about $100,000 or so. People just want to look cool driving around in that Tesla. Just like a BMW or an Audi. These cars aren't worth what people pay for them. 
But it's a matter of having that symbol on the front of the car saying, hey, look at me, I've made it. I got a BMW. I got an Audi. Hey, I got a Tesla. No, folks, it just shows that you're a masochist. You like being punished. You're punishing yourself. That's how crazy you are. <laughs> you like to be punished, folks. You're buying a car over $100,000. It's not worth it. And we all read articles that these things catch on fire. Burn right up to a crisp. I read an article last week here that one burnt on Lake Champlain. I guess the guy was out ice fishing in it. And all of a sudden it caught fire and burnt to a crisp. Not me, folks. If I won the lottery, I would not be out there spending it on a car like that. Now, the car that I saw was on television the other night. It was a Bugatti, right? This car kind of looks like the one Christian Bale was driving in the last Batman movie. And this Bugatti was, was it 16 cylinders? 1,500 horsepower. And they're custom made. And they said this vehicle was... Believe they said it was nineteen million dollars. It was between seventeen and nineteen million dollars for this vehicle. Isn't that outrageous? That is just like completely insane. Now, if you're gonna be masochistical and squander all your money away on a vehicle, folks, that is the vehicle right there. They said that they had an order for one. And they were producing it. So you have to ask yourself, who would spend $19 million on a Bugatti? 1,500 horsepower, 15 or 16 cylinders. Probably Jay Leno comes to my mind. I used to like watching The Tonight Show with Jay Leno because he had like a automobile museum and this guy has like one of every automobile there ever was and they would show Jay Leno driving it to work you know like a different vehicle every day you know one day he could have like a 63 Cadillac and the next day he could be driving a 1937 Chevy a Model T Ford truck he has like one of everything and the thing about Jay Leno, it shows him working on these vehicles. I mean, he's like a master mechanic. I mean, he can pretty much tear every car apart, put it back together, which is very impressive. And that's about the only person that I would really seriously consider spending $19 million on a one-of-a-kind Bugatti. And he would go and put it in his museum. And other people would come by and look at it. So it would be sort of an investment for him, I suppose. And he would never get his $19 million back as long as he lives. Maybe after he's gone, 
but Jay Leno, I'm sure he has plenty of money for the next 10 generations. We're going to go to a song, folks, but one thing I ought to say about Mr. Keanu Reeves. Now, when he did the first Matrix movie, from what we've read, he donated his salary to the people that did the special effects. And I guess each one of them got like two and a half million dollars. He made them all millionaires. And he asked him, why'd you do that? And he said, because he has enough money for several lifetimes. It's pretty decent, isn't it? Now, he made a couple other matrices and uh, didn't say that he gave that money to them, but you read a lot of stories about Keanu Reeves saying what a decent person he is and you know, he builds like these wings on hospitals for like children with cancer and whatnot. And I saw this woman on television and she was in uh, San Francisco, I believe, and she was in this rich neighborhood and her car broke down. So she got out of her car and I guess she was asking some people standing around on the sidewalks if they would help her push her car over to the side and none of them were helping her. But then this guy pulls up on a motorcycle and gets off his motorcycle and he takes his helmet off and he says, can I help you? And he started pushing her car over to the side of the road and people say it was Keanu Reeves. And a lot of these people all of a sudden came running over and like, oh my God, Keanu Reeves is pushing that car and I'm gonna help him and maybe ask for his autograph after and shake his hand and whatever. And they said that after they all pushed the car to the side of the road, he went over and the lady shook his hand and gave him a hug. And then he got on his motorcycle and he drove off. And that's a lot of stories you read about Keanu Reeves. They always say what a decent guy that he is. So with that, we're going to go to another song. And what can we go with here? This is an older song by the Cars called The Dangerous Type. Yeah. 
All right, that was the cars with the dangerous type. The weekend's coming up. Myself, personally, last weekend I had the flu. Or it could have been the norovirus. The outbreak in Rutland community is rampant, spreading through the whole country, the norovirus. So local doctors are still worried about norovirus outbreak in Rutland community, it says. They say three confirmed cases have been diagnosed at the Rutland Regional Medical Center. Well, I'm sure there's a lot more than that, folks. Norovirus is a highly contagious disease with an incubation period of 24 to 48 hours. So you might have it, you don't even know it for 24 to 48 hours, it says. And the best way to protect yourself is by washing your hands, especially after using the bathroom, changing diapers, preparing or handling food for sure, right? We're going to go off the board right here for a second, but uh, speaking about preparing and handling food and changing diapers and raw sewage and human waste, there's a restaurant on Riverside Avenue been there for decades and right next door across the fence is a raw sewage treatment plant how they allow a restaurant to be right next door to a raw sewage treatment plant folks is beyond me I mean they got two of the biggest raw sewage tanks sitting out in the backyard there behind the treatment plant no covers on them or nothing the winds blowing up in the air going right across the fence just a matter of feet to the restaurant people sitting out there in the summer on the deck eating their food you can't see it in the air I'm sure you can smell it that's for sure but it's people sitting there eating raw sewage flying through the air these little particles landing on your food I don't even know how it's allowed folks but I had to say it. I'm kind of off the wall sometimes. I always piece it all together. Sometimes you wonder where the heck is Louie going with this story. He's leading us in a great big circle, throwing several things into the pot like a beef stew. And then at the end, we pull it all together and you got yourself beef stew Louie style, right? That's where we're gonna start calling it. Beef stew Louie style. Throw it all in the pot. You're going to see what it's going to come down to. You can smell what the rock is cooking. Maybe it's Louis stew. Who knows? We'll just run that through the air a little while. Let it see. See how it simmers, you know. Back to the story here about the norovirus. <laughs> it says uh, symptoms include nausea, diarrhea, fever, headache, and dehydration. Sounds like the flu to me, but they call it norovirus to confuse people. You ever notice that? The more educated you get, the more you have to change the vocabulary to make it sound more politically correct. The hospital says special precautions have been put in place to stop the spread. I guess they're speaking about Rutland. 
lot of illnesses have the same symptoms. This is a couple articles we're just going to kind of blow through here. Time is getting on, 7.24. We've got about 35 minutes before my good friend Jerome P. Alimony comes waltzing in the door. He shows after me every Friday night, 8 to 10. It's called North Star Radio. He's the producer, the editor, the rapper himself. He's the man that does it all. Myself, personally, I think a lot of rap music out there is weak. Eminem, I don't never consider him to be a rapper. But when I leave here and I drive home, I turn on the radio and I listen into my friend Peanut, a.k.a. Jerome P. Alimony. This guy lays it down. This guy knows what rap music is. Lately, he's been playing some of his own music. This guy is very talented, folks. And I always encourage everybody to stick around Fridays 8 to 10 and tune them in. He has people on his show, too, so if you got any music you want to showcase, you can come on my show, you can come on his show, or we'll hook you up. Maybe we'll get you your own show. A lot of versatility going on down here at the radio station. But these two articles, one's about Burlington Telecom. The sale is now complete. The other one is the Vermont to release some documents in the ski resort fraud case, which everybody knows is Jay Peak. Jay Peak is a skiing resort. And what they did was they had all these foreign investors putting in hundreds of millions of dollars to renovate Jay Peak Ski Resort and expand it. And in return, they were promising them citizenship in the United States. How can you do that, folks? Don't they have to go by the policies of everybody else that wants to come to the United States and be a citizen? You know, is that how it is? You donate millions of dollars and all of a sudden, bang, you're a citizen? That's all we see on the media lately too, folks. You donate tens of thousands and millions of dollars to these Ivy League colleges and all of a sudden your kid is in. I saw these incidents where Hollywood actresses were paying millions of dollars to get their kids into these Ivy League colleges. And one of them wasn't even attending there. She's out at some yacht cruising around the world that is owned by some billionaire. And she said she wasn't even interested in going to college. She was just going to have them mail her her diploma. That's pathetic, folks. You know, a lot of people try their best to get into these colleges. They study 24-7. And then you have people like that using their money to cheat. I saw these incidents where people were paying other students like $50,000 to take the SAT test for their kid. Isn't that outrageous? And these are the same people that criticize President Trump. 
calling him every name in the book, saying that he has no morals or ethics. And these are people that prove themselves to have no morals and ethics, and they actually got arrested. And one of them is out on a million dollars bail. That's wrong too, folks. Shouldn't be allowed out on bail. Should sit right in jail and rot until she has to go to court. And her kids were involved in it too. When your kid is out cruising around the world on a yacht with billionaires and doesn't even care about going to that college that your mother paid about a half million dollars to get you into and you figure they're just going to mail you your diploma someday in the mail and she'll probably marry a billionaire herself so that spot at that college went for nothing. Some other deserving student could have been going to that school. But there's a lot of fraud going on nowadays. Burlington Telecom. That was propped up by tax dollars to the tune of $17 million. And then it was sold. That money was owned to Citibank to the tune of $33 million. And it actually got sold for pennies on the dollar, what I believe, that I've read. But... Nobody got investigated. Nobody got prosecuted. Nobody went to jail. Same thing with this deal up to Jay Peak. Says officials misused $200 million in foreign investor funds. Same, huh? Nobody prosecuted. Nobody went to jail. Sad, huh, folks? There's a different America... For the working class and the wealthy. Very rarely do you see rich people go to prison. A lot of times they'll spend everything they got trying to stay out of prison. Worked for Bill Cosby for quite a few years, but they finally nailed him. The rapper, R. Kelly, for decades, he's been accused of sleeping with underaged girls. They even got him on video. In one incident, they showed the video of him in his bedroom having sex with a 14-year-old girl. And he looked at the jury and the judge and he said, that's not me. And I don't know what he spent, folks, but he didn't go to jail that time either. But now, he was in jail. Supposedly, he owed something like $161,000 in child support. And he was on TV doing an interview, bawling his eyes out, yelling at the camera. Some anonymous person paid his back child support of $161,000. And he's walking the street free man again. Until the investigation goes forward, but... I doubt if he'll go to jail, folks. He hasn't for decades, and it'd be a miracle if he did. Sad situation. Maybe we'll jump back into politics here for the last half hour. This article. Southern Vermont College President says school is $6 million in debt and is facing to be foreclosed at the end of the spring semester. The Bennington Banner reports 
SVC President David Evans answered a series of questions about the college's financial situation this past Monday. He says most of its debt is held by Community Bank and the college's overall outstanding debt, excluding the $6 million in bonds, is less than $300,000. I find that hard to believe. I'm sure that it's more than that, and we'll find out later on down the road, hopefully. But, you know, once they close the school, folks, at the end of the semester, it says in spring, it'll all be swept under the rug, just like Burlington College, that Bernie Sanders' wife, Jane, was the president of, drove that college into the ground, lied on the bank loan application, proven fact. You know, it was all swept under the rug after the school was closed. They were investigated by the FBI. Somebody on a local level in Vermont got hold of this $10 million bank fraud case against Bernie Sanders and his wife, Jane. And somebody on a local level in Vermont swept it all under the rug. She still lied on the bank application for $10 million, folks, and that's a proven fact. Bernie Sanders was running for president of the United States back in 2015-16, promising the naive and the gullible of the United States free college education. Never said how he was going to pay for it, right? These colleges ain't going to let you in there for free. You see the governor of New Jersey passed a law, I believe it was last fall, giving free college education to illegal immigrants. Is that treason to the max folks or what? Is that a slap in the face to the citizens of the United States? You know, there's people that regardless of how hard they try, they can't come up with the financing to go to college. And that's what keeps a lot of people down, folks. They might get accepted into every college in the United States, but they don't have the financing. And here's the governor of New Jersey passing legislation to give illegal immigrants free college education. Myself, folks, I wish President Trump would give ICE the word to go around and arrest all of these dictator, treasonous politicians who refuse to uphold the law, who create sanctuary cities and states to harbor illegal immigrants that we know absolutely nothing about. None of these people have been vetted. Most of these people have not been vaccinated. You turn on the news and you see all of these cases of mumps, tuberculosis, typhoid, for crying out loud, are all coming back around 
diseases that we haven't seen in the United States for the last 50 years. And I've been saying this for decades over the airwaves that the one thing that we should do is vaccinate these people coming into the United States. So all these innocent people, men, women, children, little tiny babies, elderly people coming down with typhoid, measles, mumps, tuberculosis. I don't know if this country has gone insane or what. Our founding fathers must be rolling in their graves. Somebody is obviously paying the Democrats and a lot of these rhino Republicans. They're paying them off. The crime world is. It's obvious. Nobody can deny it. We need to start calling these people for what they are, folks. They're treasonous. They're in the pocket of the crime world. How can you deny it? You can't. President Trump, it's his duty as the President of the United States to secure our borders. They all swear an oath to secure our borders and protect its citizens. But you know, you have 12 Republicans. They voted the other day in the Senate. 59 to 41, the tally following the Senate's vote a day earlier to end U.S. involvement in the war in Yemen promised to force Trump into the first veto in his presidency. Even that, against the war in Yemen. And now the Democrats are all turning anti-Semitic. And like I said earlier, folks, the more education that people have, the more they have to change the vocabulary, to be politically correct, to make it sound all nice and rosy and lovey-dovey. Anti-Semitic. No, folks, it's anti-Jewish. Anti-Jewish, meaning they hate Jewish people. Apparently, they never studied history in school in the United States, where we had this guy named Hitler. He was a dictator. And he bonded people together with the one thing that a lot of people have in common, and that's hatred. And people like Hitler recognize that. The Democrats have recognized that. You bond everybody together with hatred. You stir them into a frenzy. How do you do that? You go out on a resistance tour. Bernie Sanders, Obama, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, all of them. Mad Dog, Maxine Waters. They're all out on the resistance tour telling Democrats, if you see President Trump or any of his supporters, according to Mad Dog Maxine Waters, you surround them and you get in their face and you yell at them and you tell them they are not welcome here. Where is that, folks? Here where they are or here is in the United States? That's what Mad Dog Maxine Waters is. She's a congresswoman from California, 
along with Lancey Pelosi, telling people, if you see Trump supporters, get in their face and yell at them that you're not wanted here. And we've seen incidents of that, where people have been dining in a restaurant with their spouse, trying to have a peaceful dinner, minding their own business, and all of a sudden, they're spotted by these liberals and Democrats, and all of a sudden, there's a mob around them, and they're screaming in their face, you're not wanted here. This is insanity, folks. And regardless of what party you're affiliated to, or even none, like myself, you have to admit, this is a sign of mental instability. How is that possible? My personal opinion is that over the years, the government has always been involved in mind-controlled programming. And maybe they're getting better at it. And sometimes I think, and I say this to the public, I believe that the Democratic Party is a result of government mind control programming. We've never seen this in recent years where you go up to somebody and surround them and yell at them, you're not welcomed here. We've never had newly electric politicians in the Washington, the first words coming out of their mouth, referring to the president, saying, we're going to impeach this mother effer. What is wrong with people? You let your kids watch TV and see that? You know what I'm saying? You allow your politicians to be this way? That's insane. I don't know, folks. It's time for us to wake up and realize that it's not a fair world. And you know, your kids deserve to go to any college. They put in their time, they take their SATs, they should be granted funding to go to school. You know, I don't like these people like the governor of New Jersey saying how uh, we're gonna grant free college education for illegal immigrants. No, let them come into the country the proper way, like people have always done. That's called the American dream. That used to be the philosophy in this country. Start your way at the bottom, work your way to the top. Like I said, I don't know what's going on with this folks world, but we've got to uh, snap out of it. Having some issues here with a Mac and it's frozen up again. Was doing that this week. I just want to say for the record that myself personally, I'm a Microsoft person. I don't believe in Macs. They're always freezing up or have issues with it. Gonna go to a song by See There called Rise Above It. Once again, you're turned into Louie Live, and I'm your host, Louie, and we're definitely live. Hope you're enjoying the show so far.
see there with a song called Rise Above This. They haven't had a song out in a while. Maybe they never will. But then again, sometimes they surprise you, right? So, like I was saying earlier, a lot of colleges in Vermont shutting down. Burlington College shut down. That's the one that Jane Sanders was the president of. Southern Vermont College, it says, is shutting down at the end of the spring semester. They're in debt $6 billion. Green Mountain College was on the news last week. They're shutting down. How is that possible? You know, these colleges have been around for hundreds of years. And all of a sudden, they're shutting down. I don't understand it myself, folks, but 
I definitely think that there should be some investigations going on. Seems like a lot of money walking out the door. Jane Sanders, she walked away with a retirement package, I believe they said, of like $250,000. I just want to know. I don't care who you are. Republican, Democrat, liberal, progressive. You tell me. How is it Bernie Sanders is going around the country talking to the naive and gullible about giving them free college education when back here in Vermont his wife was a president of Burlington College running the place into the ground. How is that possible, folks? Doesn't anybody want to say to him, hey, the nerve of you. How is your like prominence as free college? Your wife's running into the ground at back home. Come on. I don't care how much you love the guy. I don't care if he got suckered into getting one of those Bernie tattoos. You remember that? All the people getting those Bernie Sanders tattoos. Is that crazy or what? <laughs> I can't imagine getting somebody like his face tattooed on my body. God. It's got to be a sign of mental instability, folks, or government brainwashing. What else could it be? You tell me. I forgot to say that today is a live call-in show. 802-540-6890. I should have said that. The state of Vermont is joining a coalition of 20 states that are challenging President Donald Trump's declaration of a national emergency to fund a wall on a U.S.-Mexico border. Well, let's ask this question, folks. Why do we need $6 billion out of the budget to fund the ball on the security. Why do we need it? When Obama was a junior congressman, they all voted to fund the wall, and it was approved when George W. Bush was a president. $50 billion. They all voted yes on it. Obama did, Nancy Pelosi, Harry Reid, Chuck Schumer, all of them. They approved $50 billion to secure the southern border. So when George W. Bush left office, he handed that money over to Obama and his administration. And where did it go? That's a major investigation right there, isn't it? Where did that money go? $50 billion disappeared. And then Obama, they set aside about one trillion dollar. One trillion dollars, can you imagine that? Set aside for shovel-ready projects. He promised they were gonna rebuild the infrastructure. The bridges, the roads, they were gonna repair a lot of the schools. None of that got done, folks, you know it. I don't care who you are, progressive, Republican, Democrat, liberal, you know, you see Nancy Pelosi and 
Chuck Schumer, Obama, ask them, where did that trillion dollars go to? And then you ask yourself, when they gave over $150 billion cash to Iran, people say, where did that money come from? Well, I'm guessing we all know where that money came from, folks. Could have come from that $50 billion that had set to secure the border. They could have used that money from the trillion dollars that was set aside for shovel-ready projects. Could have came from many places, folks. But nobody's asking. But 20 states are challenging President Trump's declaration of a national emergency to fund a wall on the Mexican border. Democratic Attorney General T.J. Donovan said Wednesday that Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Wisconsin joined the coalition coalition of states challenging the declaration. In last month, Trump declared a national emergency to fulfill his promise of completing the wall after Congress refused to fund it. And the move allows the president to bypass Congress and use money from other sources for the wall. Well, you know, we just gave $700 billion to the Defense Department. They could take a measly $5 billion to build a wall. Very easily. Wouldn't even notice it. $5 billion in the budget of $4 trillion last year, folks, is a margin of error. Not even a margin of error. $5 billion. You have to ask what all of these uh, politicians, everything that you've ever voted on in your decades of being in Washington, D.C., never came to fruitation. Should we start taking this $5 billion and start investigations and prosecuting people and putting them in jail? Should we start doing that? I think President Trump is coming to that conclusion. He might just hand over these Pfizer documents unredacted. He might hand over over the million dollars, I mean, documents that Mueller and his team have been looking at. He could release those unredacted and really hang some people. I would love to see it myself, folks. I think that's what we're going to have to do to straighten this country out. And I think it's going to come to it sooner or later because they've been after the Republicans for over two years with no evidence. And now we have a new attorney general who's not going to recluse himself from anything. And I think he's going to be forced to start some investigations. Like I said, going back to the phony dossier, which they all knew was phony. They never researched any of it. They knew it was paid for by Hillary Clinton. They all decided to go ahead with this phony dossier and try to unseat the President of the United States. Treason to the max, folks. And I think it's going to come to that. And I hope that it does. Because no one's ever going to have faith in these politicians again. So I'm going to leave you, and my friend Jerome P. Alamore is going to take over in a minute.
what should we leave you with? And eh, maybe a little Hotel California. So I'll see y'all back here next Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. And stick around for my good friend, Jerome P. Alimony. He's coming on next. Have a good weekend. Bye.